We're continuing reading through the little book by J.C. Ryle called Thoughts for Young Men, Addressing the Greatest Challenges in a Young Man's Life. And we are continuing in the first chapter, Reasons for Exhorting Young Men. And today we come to the third reason, what young men will be in all probability depends on what they are now, and they seem to forget this. Youth is the planting time of full age, the molding season in the little space of human life, the turning point in the history of man's mind. By the shoot that springs up, we can judge the type of tree that is growing. By the blossoms, we judge the kind of fruit. By the spring, we judge the type of harvest coming. By the morning, we judge the coming day. And by the character of the young man, we may generally judge what he will be when he grows up. Young men, do not be deceived. Don't think you can, at will, serve lusts and pleasures in your beginning, and then go and serve God with ease at your latter end. Don't think that you can live with Esau and then die with Jacob. It is a mockery to deal with God and your souls in such a fashion. It is an awful mockery to suppose you can give the flower of your strength to the world and the devil and then put off the king of kings with the scraps and remains of your hearts, the wreck and remnant of your powers. It is an awful mockery, and you may find to your loss that the thing cannot be done. I dare say you are planning on a late repentance. You do not know what you are doing. You are planning without God. Repentance and faith are the gifts of God, and they are gifts that he often withholds when they have been long offered in vain. I grant you true repentance is never too late, but I warn you at the same time, late repentance is seldom true. I grant you, one penitent thief was converted in his last hours that no man might despair. But I warn you, only one was converted that no man might presume. I grant you, it is written, Jesus is, quote, able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, unquote, from Hebrews 7.25. But I warn you, it is also written by the same Spirit, quote, Because I have called, and you refused, I have stretched out my hand, I also will laugh at your calamity, I will mock when your fear comes. Proverbs 1, 24 and 26 Believe me, you will find it no easy matter to turn to God whenever you please. It is a true saying of the godly Leighton, the way of sin is downhill. A man cannot stop when he wants to. Holy desires and serious convictions are not like the servants of the centurion ready to come and go at your desire. Rather, they are like the unicorn in Job. They will not obey your voice nor attend at your bidding. It was said of the famous general Hannibal of old, when he could have taken the city he warred against, he would not. And in time when he would, he could not. Beware lest the same kind of thing happens to you in the matter of eternal life. 
Why do I say all this? I say it because of the force of habit. I say it because experience tells me that people's hearts are seldom changed if they are not changed when young. Seldom indeed are men converted when they are old. Habits have deep roots. Once sin is set allowed to settle in your heart, it will not be turned out at your bidding. Custom becomes second nature, and its chains are not easily broken. The prophet has well said, Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then may you also do good that are accustomed to do evil. Jeremiah 13.23 Habits are like stones rolling downhill. The further they roll, the faster and more ungovernable is their course. Habits, like trees, are strengthened by age. A boy may bend an oak when it is a sapling. A hundred men cannot root it up when it is a full-grown tree. A child can wade over the Thames River at its fountainhead. The largest ship in the world can float in it when it gets near the sea. So it is with habits. The older, the stronger, the longer they have held possession, the harder they will be to cast out. They grow with our growth and strengthen with our strength. Custom is the nurse of sin. Every fresh act of sin lessens fear and remorse, hardens our hearts, blunts the edge of our conscience, and increases our evil inclination. Young men, you may fancy I am laying too much stress on this point. If you had seen old men as I have on the brink of the grave, without any feelings, seared, callous, dead, cold, hard as stone, you would not think so. Believe me, you cannot stand still in your souls. Habits of good or evil are daily strengthening in your hearts. Every day you are either getting nearer to God or further off. Every year that you continue unrepentant, the wall of division between you and heaven becomes higher and thicker, and the gulf to be crossed deeper and broader. Oh, dread the hardening effect of constant lingering in sin. Now is the accepted time. See that your decision not be put off until the winter of your days. If you do not seek the Lord when young, the strength of habit is such that you will probably never seek him at all. I fear this, and therefore I exhort you. J.C. Ryle uh, took up this serious matter to try and warn young men. Young men in his congregation, young men in his church, young men in his community, and through the reach of his book, young men everywhere around the world, uh, about the need to seek God early. Seek God in your youth. Make it a regular habit to seek him, to search for him, to love him. Well, in our next reading, uh, we will look at 
Uh, another reason for Bishop Ryle to uh, exhort young men, and that is uh, because the devil uses special diligence to destroy the souls of young men, and they don't seem to know it. We'll tackle that next. <laughs> 